Welcome to podcast number six. I appreciate everybody taking the time to tune in and listen to these, as, as well as taking the time uh, to think about your own writing. The next series of podcasts, the next six podcasts or so, uh, I'm going to change things up quite a bit. I spent the first five podcasts kind of broad-stroking things a little bit, and yeah, we've, we've talked about some, some intricate things, but we really haven't got into to some of the fine details or, or some of the fundamentals. So I'm going to spend the next six podcasts uh, breaking down the, the order of the sport. And I think that's something that, that people don't realize is that there absolutely is an order, uh, order to the sport and how the sport should be taught. And where that comes from is, you know, having, having access to the best riders in the world, what, what you see them do and how they do it, there's an order to how they do some of these things. And as I've worked with literally thousands and thousands of riders, um, I've developed what things come before some things, what things come after some of these things. So by, by working with these best riders in the world, I've been able to literally decode what they're doing. And that's how I've adapted this order of the sport. And so how that works is, you know, let's take something along the lines of body position, right? It would be, it would be nuts to teach somebody body position before they've learned motor controls. Or it'd be nuts to teach somebody um, turn and rate and turn and point before they've learned how to use their eyes. So that's where this order of the sport has come from. And people ask, okay, you've mentioned in some of your other podcasts about the fundamentals. Well, the fundamentals are the order of the sport. The order of the sport are the fundamentals. So that's where all this uh, that's where all of this comes from. So let's jump right into it. Uh, the first order of the sport. What what is it? The first order of the sport is our eyes and focus. Notice how I said eyes and focus, not just eyes, and not just focus. They work. They both work hand in hand. So the way that your eyes work is your eyes tell your brain what's going on. They 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 provide your brain information for you to react to. The more that you intake with your eyes, the more information that you've, you're, you're going to feed your brain. You're essentially giving it more data points to work with. So the first step of that is your, your eyes have got to be able to move and your eyes have got to be able to feed your brain information. The neat thing about this is that it starts your decision-making process. And let me take that one step further. It starts your critical decision-making process. So the critical decision-making process is broken down really in, into two, two types of decision-making processes. One is proactive. Proactive is having time available to use your pre-made decisions developed from your training. So the earlier that you can see things, the more time you have to be able to react to them and the more things you can choose from for what's best for that situation because you've got time to make those decisions. Reactive is not having time available and having to have your pre-made decisions happen automatically also from your training. So your eyes tell your brain what to do. The more points that you can see, the more points you can react to. And then it starts this whole decision-making process. 
So how do we do that? First thing that has to happen is we have to tell our eyes to move. As simple as that is, you'd be surprised. I've got a fantastic eye drill that we do for the people that have done the eye drill. You realize how simple it, it seems. Of course, uh, the, uh, the, the, the real thing is uh, in, in the details of how we explain it. But the first thing that we look at in this eye drill that we do is we have to tell our eyes to move. Getting our eyes to move back and forth Getting, getting our eyes to, just literally to move. In the moment when, when, when things are going quickly, just telling your brain, I have to move my eyes, starts that process. And if you've never told your, your eyes to move, well, that, that electrical connection in your brain has never really happened. So the first thing that we, we work on with that is we have to tell our eyes to move. The second part of that is, we have to have our eyes scanning. It, if our eyes aren't scanning, scanning, moving back and forth, if our eyes aren't doing that, then we lose perspective of two things. We lose, if our eyes are just in front of us, and one of the podcasts that I talked about was how we were overslowing our entries. Typically, we overslow our entries because we look in front of us and we don't actually see where we want to go, so we overslow for the situation. If we only look in front of us, the only perspective we have is in front of us, and typically everything's coming at us so quickly, then we overslow. So by only looking in front of us, you lose perspective of where you want to go. If you're only looking in front of you, I was told to, I was told I always have to look two seconds in front of me. Well, then you lose perspective of where you're at in the moment. People that turn in too early, they don't use all the track on the entries, typically they don't look back to see where they're at. So this is why getting the eyes to move back and forth. And when I say move back and forth, this is happening, happening in milliseconds, right? I'll leave my eyes where they need to go until I'm assured that I'm going to get the trajectory I want, but it's all happening in milliseconds. I'm taking in all this information constantly. So you leave your eyes in front of you too long, you'll overslow, and then you don't know where you're going. You leave your eyes in front of you too long, then you lose perspective of where you're at. Those eyes have got to be connected. You can look at them a lot of different. You can look at them a lot of different ways. You can think of it as almost a short-term goal and a long-term goal. So the eyes have got to scan back and forth. And what that starts to happen, what starts happening with that then, is our our motor controls start to match that situation. When typically when we have abrupt controls is because they're late. You become reactive. Oh my gosh, right? Then you stab the brake. Uh, or, or, or you're late picking your eyes up to the exit so you jam on the throttle. So typically abrupt inputs come from a late reaction. And so again, being more proactive with that gives us the time to be able to use those controls and think about how we want to do them. So the eyes. The interesting byproduct of this is when we start looking at all these more points, and I, and I said it before, the more points we, we see, the more points we can react to. The more points we see, it gathers more information, and then you can take that information and break it down. And this is where the focus comes into play. So, boy, I, I, just, I just love, um, if you've ever watched Scott Russell ride, um, Scott Russell's just the, the best guy in the world, uh, world champion, uh, best guy in the world, and you watch him ride, He'll joke around and, and you'll be laughing with him. The second he flips his face shield down, he's literally a different person. His focus is into play. 
Well, you watch his eyes. His eyes are now hunting back and forth. They're searching for all of that information that he can, he can start to react to. So when your eyes are in play, your focus comes into play. It gets rid of all of the crap that's going around on the outside. So when you're looking for all these different reference points, if you're looking for your exit apex, you're looking for your entry apex, you're looking for where you want to turn in, you're looking for your brake release, suddenly your focus becomes much sharper. Suddenly your brain has time, everything, your, your thought process slows down. We've all had those laps, or we've all had that great straight ride where everything came so slowly at you, it came so, it came so easily. And it's because your, 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 your focus was sharp, you saw things early, and your brain had, had time to process it. So the benefit of getting our eyes going, and that's why we put eyes and focus together, is because when your eyes are working, and you're establishing those reference points, and you're looking at all those things, and you're connecting them, you're connecting them to your motor controls, your focus becomes much sharper. So the first step in the order of the sport eyes and focus, getting your eyes to move, taking in that information so you've got something to react to. Uh, this, this starts the whole process. And again, the reason that we put this first is, right, we're not going to put body position first because if we don't at least have our eyes and focus going, it, it, it completely screws up the whole picture. So first step of the order of the sport, the first step of our fundamentals is eyes and focus. Training your eyes does not come naturally, and that's where why we have that eye drill. And I can tell you, um, every single one of the top riders that I have, we work on our eyes and we work on our we work on the focus. It's not something that comes natural to us. We're not <laughs> we're not hardwired to to travel at 150 miles an hour. So this is something that we do have to work on. So work on training those eyes, and when you train those eyes you'll watch your focus improve.